So this has already been a this has already been a fucking wild ride. Twenty twenty one. It's like um, everybody's thinking like, yeah, f you twenty twenty and twenty twenty one is like, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> Talk about a wait. It's like Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? I always say the first quarter of any year is really important for an entrepreneur because you need to build up a lot of momentum to carry you through the rest of the year. Well, the events of last week, that is, that's, that, that is going to carry us through a good chunk of this year. <laughs> right. that, I mean, that set the tone for the year big time. It's like, all right, now that happened. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what's around the corner after that. I know. I know it can get away. People are like, that was crazy. I was like, eh, it can get a lot crazier than that. It can get a lot crazier than that. And that's a scary thought. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> and we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth a little bit later, but I'm just telling you right now, compared to other parts of the world, that was amateur hour. Okay. <laughs> so many things. That's a scary thought too. Compared to what exactly. happened in Rwanda, Rwanda during that genocide, 900,000 yeah. people killed in 90 days and it started with this kind of escalation. Yeah. It's yeah. those people like are going, Egypt oh. a few years ago, you know. Yeah. That's so. right. That's right. It just goes to show though that no oh, part of the world is yeah, no part of the world is immune from that kind of escalation. Yeah, but I don't care how, quote, unquote, civilized or modern that you want to call yourselves. At the end of the day, we're freaking human beings. And this is who we've been for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> we've right. been this way. You know, oh, yeah. so I, I know I know animals look at us like, look at these fools. Just look at these idiots. <laughs> it's like, damn, to think that we have to depend on them sometimes. It's like, <laughs> like man, we're putting our lives at risk <laughs> hanging out with these idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> look what they do to each other. My God. Well, how can we expect anything less when it comes to us? So, well, that's what I think when I when I look at people who raid the Capitol, I go, man, I feel sorry for whatever pets they have at home. Because they're about to be orphans right now, <laughs> the way they're picking them up and arresting them right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But one thing I wanted to talk about, because we're both entrepreneurs and we deal with this kind of thing all the time. But people always ask me, what is it like to be an entrepreneur? And to me, it's a really simple response. I just say problem solving. That's all you ever deal with. Every day there's problems. Every day you have to come up with solutions. And it never and it's a daily thing. Now, sometimes there's serious problems that require a lot of time to solve. Other times they're fairly quick and it's just more annoying than it is a big problem. But it, but it never ends. It doesn't stop. In fact, Carol, my wife owns a beauty salon at Samstown Casino. And now that she's been an entrepreneur for a bit, we actually have a lot more to talk about because <laughs> trade war stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every day she comes home, we do a debrief. Debriefing, like, dog. Oh my God, I knew it. That's what, that's what my wife. That's what me and Paulette do every day. Like, all right, debriefing. I'm like, okay, first of all, what happened out there in the world? Because she's out there, and I work from home. Right. So it's it's always a compare. I'm like, okay, you make Similar me situation. really appreciate staying at home every day with the things she deals with. But yeah, that debriefing, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So every day is here's what happened in my business. Here's the problems I'm dealing with. And then I talk about what I'm dealing with. <clears throat> and it's, we, we have to laugh at it a lot of times because it's just, just never, never ends. In fact, just last night, we we talked for about an hour about stuff. And then I was kicking back watching TV and she came in. She goes, you're not going to believe the text I just got. And she just got into it. I was like, well, like I said, you never. <laughs> And <laughs> that's why when you're an entrepreneur, you have to shut things off. And I mean, literally shut things off where you yeah. decide I'm not looking at my email. I'm not looking at anything where anyone's asking me anything about my business for this period of time. 
Yeah, exactly. You got to block things off. I mean, I know when you're first getting started, you just want to be like, I want to be available. I want to be available. You know, I don't want to miss any opportunities. But what you'll soon find out is that when you block things off and you really have that you time and that self-care for yourself and turn all that noise off, you're much better at your at, at whatever business that you're doing at that point. And so, therefore, you're not necessarily you're not missing anything by blocking things off, making yourself inaccessible. What you're doing is actually making yourself that much better when you are finally accessible at that point, you know, because I, that right there is a curse being so accessible because exactly. at that point they feel like, well, number one, obviously business is not that great because as soon as I email this dude, he answers right back. Or if I send a text, he answers right back. It's 10 o'clock. I can send a text. I can guarantee, you know, I feel good knowing he can text me right back. Okay. First of all, that to them, they feel like you don't have a life outside of your business. And then if it's during the day or whatever, what's called business hours and they can just get right to you like that, they feel like, well, right. business must not be that booming because he can respond right back. So give yourself a buffer. It's not even about trying to play a game like, oh, if somebody sends me a text, I'm going to wait about an hour or whatever. Like, nah, you get to when you get to it. And sometimes all those emails that you see, sometimes you just take a step back when you see because if somebody's complaining about something or sending it or you see a review and it's like a one star review and they say this, that and the other. Don't reply right. Don't respond right away. Take a breather, man. Take a day if you have to take a moment. Right. Because, you know, you need to clear your head and make sure that the emotions feel. Now, I'm not going to sit there and say don't feel the emotions. Like, you're going to probably get pissed off. They'll probably Sometimes they may say some stuff that you know is not true, and now it's on the Internet. But, you know, responding right back is not necessarily going to work in your favor. Even if you are sitting there telling the truth, it, you know, it looks very desperate sometimes. So my thing is you take that breath or whatever, and then when you take that day or so, you can probably come up with a much better solution other than responding online to that negative review. You know, maybe you can reach out to the customer. You're like, hey, you know, I apologize that you had that experience, yada, yada, yada. You know, hey, how about, you know, you, you give us another try and, um, you know, I'm going to send you a digital gift certificate and da, 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 and, you know, come in and, you know, it's on us. And, you know, next thing you know, it's, that review is gone. They took it down. You know, without you responding back, like, you're lying. It wasn't like that. I was there. And you're, no, man. Quit being emotion. You got to remove the emotions out of it. Keep, keep it to yourself. Like I said, feel those emotions. But going and being all emotional about it does is not necessarily going to work in your favor. You're actually kind of feeding the beast at that point. You know, it's, it's no different than, you know, putting up a YouTube video and reading the comments. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. And don't respond to it. If somebody's trolling, don't respond to a troll. So same thing with a customer, man. If you, that accessible and they know that they have you emotionally riled up, they feel like, okay, I have the power now. You know, so my thing is you got a good product and you do, you give like great service. Yeah. First of all, you're not going to please everyone. And if you please everyone, then you probably have no one that's a customer at that point. You know, it's just, it's just no way. It's just no way. So just deal, just live with that. So that's one of, that's another good rule to understand as an entrepreneur. You cannot please everyone. Not, and everyone is not for you. They're not, everyone is not a good fit for whatever business that you have and whatever product that you have. It's okay to make peace with that. You don't want everyone to be that way. You don't, even so, a store like Walmart that has every freaking product under the sun, under that roof, Walmart is still not for everyone. There's still some people that want to go to Target. Because the fact that just about everybody named Mama goes to Walmart and you don't, some people don't want to be around that. Not everybody wants to go to Sam's Club. They'd rather go to Costco. It's a different experience for them. You know, it's a different environment, different look as far as the customer. So even places that claim to have something for everyone is not necessarily there for everyone. 
So that's one thing like I said, just keep in mind as an entrepreneur. Don't be all things to all people. Cause otherwise that's, that's the fastest way to have a failing business. Big time. Yeah, it's interesting because I get people pitching me all the time on how to grow my customer base and I can provide this service, I can provide that service. And I go, I, I want people to actually have to put in effort to find me. And I know it sounds counterintuitive. People go, oh, you want to make it really easy for people to find you. I go, no, I want people to have to put a little bit of effort into it because what I have to offer is really good stuff. And when you find it, you're going to, you're going to think that you've struck gold. Right. And I don't, I, I don't, and like also, I'm not trying to cast this wide net where I get every single person because just like you said, there's a lot of people that are not a good fit for what I have to offer, not just the products, but personality wise. And I don't want to deal with those people. I want to attract good people that I like doing business with rather than, okay, this guy's an asshole or this guy's rude, but I don't want to turn down the money. It's like, no, when you come at me that way, I'm going to give you a refund real fast. We're going to, <laughs> right. You're not going to come at me disrespectfully thinking that, oh, he wants the money, so I can just talk to him any way I want. I go, no, you cannot. <laughs> I tolerate that one bit. And then I'm not going to get emotional about it. I'm just going to be like, hey, you know what? It doesn't sound like you're a good fit for this. I just went ahead and gave you a refund. Lots of luck to you. And people don't know what to do with that because – Dude, most- I've done it so many times when I had my gym. Like I would just cut people off and then cut their membership off and then refund them that, that month's, you know, membership. And they'd be like, Hey, sincere. Uh, my car didn't go through. Um, I need to run again. I said, no, don't bother. Wait, what? I said, no, I canceled your membership. Why? I, well, first of all, you haven't been here in three months. First of all, I, was, I said, and the success of my business depends on my folks complying and actually coming in and doing the work and being successful. I said, but you sitting at home is not going to do me any favors. In fact, it's actually a detriment to my business because you'll be that one. People have been looking at you. You've been telling people, oh, I work out. I train at his gym, da, 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 da. It's three months later, and you're getting bigger. So they're like, <laughs> is he? I'm like, wait a minute. Is he feeding you over there? What, what's happening? Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. And so that's bad. That looks bad on me. But you're not telling the full story. The fact that, yeah, you're saying that you work out at my gym. You train at my gym. But you haven't been there since the first day you signed up when you got that first, that first class. So, so in their mind, like, oh, well, he obviously must not be that effective. So I'm not going to go there. So it's, it's bad for business by having someone like that representing who we are, especially for the people who come here and they train and bust their ass. And then you're sitting around and you're making everybody else look bad. So I'm like, I have to look out for the people who are dedicated, who are the loyal, like customers. And so I said, this is part of their business as well, because they're investing their time and effort into this and what I'm, what I'm giving to them as far as services. So out of respect for those, Customers, those clients, I got to get rid of the cancers and the problems. I said, you're going to end up being a problem because you're a poor reflection of who they are. I said, I can't have that. So, yeah, here you go. You know what I said, so I wish you the best. It's a good, well, it's a long-term play. It's a good short-term play, so you're not dealing with the nuisance. But it's also a good long-term play. And that's the way I look at things, too. I go, I don't want just people buying my products. I want people getting great results with it because they're right. going to be Eat customers, they're going to tell everyone they know, and the whole thing is going to grow, and you're going to have this reputation of, oh, yeah, his stuff is awesome. Go check it out. It's really good. As opposed to you get a lot of these one-hit wonders right. where maybe you, get, maybe you get a lot of people to buy it once, and it's a good product, but they didn't use it properly, and they didn't do everything that they needed to do in addition to get the best results with it, and now they're blaming the product. Right. Compensating for what they should have been doing. You know, the product is not magic. It's called a supplement for a reason. It's supplemental to whatever you're doing. So if you're doing everything else wrong, then the 10% edge is not going to make up for 90% of incorrect behavior. Exactly. 
Somebody, you still gonna need about 90 to 100% compliance. Okay. <laughs> so, so there, there's your math right there. If you want to do it. But yeah, so many people put something, anytime they take something, you know, there are quite a few people that feel like that's that magic pill regardless. So it's like, Oh, it needs to be like what they say on the commercials. I took blah, blah, blah. And then two days later, I was like this. Yeah. I mean, if your body was a, if you, if your body was a hot mess from the start, it, it doesn't even take that much to have a little bit of a sign of improvement. Okay. Now, the thing is, can you consistently keep that up? Well, the only way you can do that is you have to be consistent with your approach, you know, not just sit back and wait for the magic to happen. That doesn't work in any, any world. Even if you're the spearmint rhino, you can't just sit back and wait for the magic to happen. You're going to have to come up off a of 20 sooner or later, bro. <laughs> it's like straight up. No, I mean, I, I had a guy the other day who got a bottle of my testosterone booster. It was literally delivered yesterday, at least according to the tracking info. And I get an email this morning saying, I don't, I'd like to, I'd like a refund. The reason why is I don't like it. That was his email. So I'm going, okay, have you even taken the product yet? I mean, it arrived last night. So at best, you've, you've taken maybe, you've taken maybe a capsule once this morning. Maybe you took one last night too. Right. So two times. And what did you expect to happen during that time frame? You expected to get these miraculous results and I don't like it. That's your explanation. <laughs> You know, tell me something. Like, what, like, what are you for? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't give me like something it. more concrete. Like maybe you had explosive diarrhea from taking it. Okay, you know? <laughs> maybe you realized my life sucks after you took it because it increased right. your dopamine and you had more time to think about your life. Right? <laughs> give me something more concrete. But you know, I don't need to be right, and I don't, and I'm, and I do offer hassle-free refunds. So I go, I, I said, look, I mean, I said what I just said, not in quite those words, but I brought that up. And then I said, look, man, just send the bottle back for a refund. No problem. Now, I don't know what the conclusion of this story is because this is this just happened. But I'll, maybe I'll bring it up in a future episode if anything interesting happens. But my attitude is, see, that's the kind of person I'm trying to avoid. It's, it's almost irritating right. that someone like that even bought it. I'm like, man, I, I go out of my way to attract people that are similar to you and me, for example. And this motherfucker gets it and decides he doesn't want it after well, in less than 24 hours. Two things. Now, the fact you said, hey, send the bottle back, probably he's probably not going to respond because most people want to they don't exactly. want to deal with that hassle. They want to <laughs> get something for free or like I said, they just don't want to deal with the hassle of having to send it back themselves. Right. And they just want right. the refund because getting a refund back is very passive. You know, it's just boom. You look up, look in your account. There it is again. Number yeah. two could also be the fact, OK, we're in the middle of January now. Those credit card bills are hitting kind of hard now from around the holidays, from Christmas. So yeah. people realize, like, oh, I'm short on money, and, okay, I splurged on this, which is crazy that you would think about something that's going to help you with your health and well-being is splurging. But, you know, I splurged on this, you know, and uh, everything else is very necessary, like the light bill, phone bill, car, you know, payment, yada, yada, yada. I need, I need a little change or something, at least to get some groceries. So I didn't tell my wife that I was going to be getting this testosterone booster. So let me – or she probably said, you need to send that back. Because we need that money, you know, so and the next thing you know, it's like, all right, yeah, this didn't work because they're embarrassed. Now they're embarrassed. They're like, OK, money's tight. And, I, you know, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have charged this or pay for this, you know, when I knew things were going to be tight. But I did anyway. And, yeah, yeah. So to to not face the embarrassment, you have people like, yeah, this didn't work. Uh, I need a refund. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that, so there's great. that option. All you have to say is 
I'd like a refund. You don't even have to give me an explanation, honestly. If right. you want a refund, I'm not going to sit there and make you fill out a questionnaire to get a refund on something. Right. But you are going to have to send that fucking bottle back because I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a full refund on one bottle and then you keep it. For all, all I right. know, you're pulling. You're just being. You're just being optimistic. You're just yeah. going. Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to get a refund. Then I'm just going to keep it and use it until it's over. Right. And then I'll buy it again using a different name, so he doesn't know. I've had shit like that happen too. I'm not even just making jokes. I've had stuff like that happen where I've caught people in that. I had a guy buy it for me one time and he said, yeah, I didn't get the results I wanted. And then literally like three months later, he bought it again and it was a different email address and it was just a couple slight changes, but I knew it was the same person. So I responded and said, I thought you said this product didn't work for you. They're like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know I, I tried something else and then I realized yours is really good. I was like, okay, well, why don't you repay for the refund I gave you? Right. On the other order, since you actually used it and said you got good. Why are you buying it again if you didn't get good results the last time? So, yeah, it's always funny how it happens. Like, yeah, yours is actually better. No shit, Sherlock. It actually says it right there in the copy as well as in the testimonials. OK, you could have just saved yourself some embarrassment and money. If you just I actually read that. I know, it's, I know it's better. You know why? Because I, I research all of my so-called competitors, and their testimonials are always some generic bullshit. Like, oh, man, I feel great on this. It's never, hey, I, I did a blood test, and here's where I started. Yeah, my numbers, exactly. Yeah, you know how many testimonials I have where people talk about their blood work? I mean, a lot. So it's very viable. Right. That's when you know you've got something. And I, I've looked at other people's products, and no one, no, there's not, there's not even one testimonial where it says my testosterone went from 300 to 900, or my free testosterone went from eight to 20. Not one. It's always something. Oh, my sex drive improved, or my mood is up, or my workouts are better, or something really generic. I mean, right. come on. There's no comparison. Everything sounds like a freaking hydroxyca commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, dude, but. You know, it's, it's good to kind of even just talk about this because, you know, now coming out of 2020, there are a lot of people that had to, again, the, the word of the year is pivot. You know, there are a lot of people who end up having to, you know, work from home or they got laid off or basically, you know, hours got cut. So they end up having to do these little side hustles. And now so a lot of them realize that their side hustle was making more than their actual job. That they even if they were even if there were no virus, some of them are doing a lot better with their side hustle now because they got forced into doing it. So now they're kind of thinking like, you know what? I mean, I ever get to go back to that job or it'll never be the same, if anything. And, OK, this side hustle now is no longer a side hustle. It's becoming a legit business. And they're, now they're becoming legit entrepreneurs. So, of course, there are a lot of vultures out there capitalizing off of this they know that there's a lot of new entrepreneurs in, entering into the market at this point so you know all the marketers are showing up i mean if anybody has that app called clubhouse you hear all these people every day and it's funny to me because a lot of people that are starting these rooms and talk about making six figures seven figures millionaires this and yada 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 in clubhouse and when i look at the people talking these are the same people who have been like they wait for these opportunities they've been doing this for like the last at least the last decade and a half, you know, especially from people, I've, names I've seen since I was in the fitness industry, okay, and the same people trying to like, oh, getting a six-figure business, seven-figure business, whatever, but just the only thing that's different now, they have a new audience, and right. for the most part, they have a new set of suckers, because there's going to be a lot of people buying into that, and, you know, <laughs> and some of these people, I mean, they're not even in the fitness industry that are, like, talking. They're these top marketers, like, there's some that you've actually, you can actually go on 
television right now and look at Discovery and watch a certain reality show and see some of these people who are now in these rooms who are like doing the same old stuff and preaching the same old song to these new entrepreneurs. And here's how you do this, and how you be successful and yada, 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 and do my technique and buy my book and yada, yada, man. It's, it's, it's laughable because I know who these people are, but at the same time, it's sad because there's so many people that don't know who these shysty people are and what they're up to and right. how at the end of the day, they're, they're not trying to make you a million. These millionaires, quote unquote, I put air quotes around that because we don't really know, you know, and <laughs> if they are, they they became millionaires by very questionable means. But <laughs> one thing they're not trying to do, they're really not trying to make you a millionaire, the majority of them. They're really just trying to separate you from your money. Okay, I'm <clears throat> trying to be that mediator, that mediator between you and your money, and and taking that piece of it, of that pie. So all I can say is, for a lot of you out there that are now really getting serious about doing your own thing, that's just it. It is your own thing. You know, take the time out. You know, learn your craft, learn the business aspect of it, do your research, do your own due diligence, and you know, really, here's one thing about it. And yes, it's the wild, wild west, but Almost anything that you could pay somebody to do as a quote unquote mentor or coach, you know, or their mentoring program, a lot of the same things you can find for free on YouTube. Again, you just have to take the time to be able to weed through the BS. But guess what? Even when you're about to pay somebody 10 grand for a coaching program, you know, you're ready to do that to with any, with anyone, you know, that you think is like the top of their game. Even then, you got to sit there and do the same thing you do on, on YouTube. You didn't take your time. So my thing is, why not just do it for free? You know, when all that information is out there, there's a lot of great info in, at YouTube University, just oh, like yeah. there's a lot of BS. And just take your time, but at the same time, don't get analysis paralysis. The biggest thing you're going to have to do is just execute, and it's not going to be perfect. Just do the thing. Do the thing, and if the thing is not working a certain way, then adjust but keep going. You know, don't sit there and worry about, oh, let me just take one more course, or let me just get this, this six-week mentorship program from so-and-so. All right, let me, oh, well, now that I finished that up, now he has a level two. And so and that one's nine weeks and it costs this, this, and this. I just need to get through the level two. Oh man, now I got through that. Here we are 15 weeks later. Oh, now he's got a level three, man. And it's like only exclusive to the first, only the 10 people. He can only have time for 10. So I want to get in early. Like stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. To <laughs> my, because it'll never end. They'll continue to find another level and another level to take you away from your money. And you could have been at all this time. Working on your craft. You could have already been working with the customers you had and improving their experience each and every time they purchase from you. Instead of just making, instead of being a high end customer for this, this whack job, you know, that claims that, hey, they can take you to seven figures. How can, how can they take you to a six or seven figure business when they keep taking your money out of your pocket? <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> so my thing is be patient. Be patient, but be very intentful. Like be very focused. And just turn off the noise, man. Turn off the noise. A lot of these people talking, it's just noise. They don't know anything about you or your business. They don't give two shits. Right. But you know what? If you know your customers, you'll you'll find out what they want, and then you'll fix it. You already knew that they, like Mike said, you you already know you're solving problems. Everybody, that's the reason why you have this business because somebody had a problem that wasn't getting fulfilled. It wasn't getting answered, obviously. Or if it was getting answered. It just wasn't getting answered in the way that it made it stick to that person. So that person continued to keep asking the same question over and over and had the same problem. And you felt like, hey, I got a better solution for that. And that's what you are. You are a solution. You provide solutions. That's all you, that's what you're focused on. So the way you provide the best solutions is when you get the most data and the most information from the source that has the problem. Not these other people 
who are trying to create problems for you. So that's my thing. Take your time. Be patient. To my, to my, you, I know, hey, it pays to get money or whatever, but you can't have pay, you can't have pay without patience. Okay. So it's all connected together like that. Well, I'll tell you a big mistake most entrepreneurs make. I would say most businesses make this mistake is they reward people that complain, but they never reward people that are happy customers. Right. Example, I've just recently my testosterone booster was on back order and it ended up taking a lot longer to get the inventory in than normal. A lot of it because of COVID issues. Right. A lot of it was doing because it just started the manufacturing process was during the holidays. So anyway, there were a lot of headaches. So a lot of people would follow. They weren't even complaining. They're just going, hey, I ordered it on this date and I still haven't received anything. Now on my website, I said it was on back order. So it's not like people didn't know. I'm, I didn't I didn't pull a bait and switch where I go, I'm just not going to tell people that they're not going to receive it anytime soon because I don't want to lose the business. And then I'll just deal with that later. No, I told people, hey, it's not going to be in stock until this date. But that doesn't matter. The, the customer is still waiting around. So whenever someone would ask and say, I, I didn't get anything, I would explain this situation. I would remind them that it was conveyed to them on the page where they ordered. And I did this very politely. It wasn't condescending in any way. But then I would also do something to compensate them. I would, I would give them a rebate, a certain percentage back, 15% back, or I would just say, I'm going to send you a free bottle of my pre-workout drink, or I'm going to send you a free bottle of something else to make up for the delay. Now, these are people that are not complaining. These are people that are polite, going, oh, I didn't notice that. So my bad. I'm sorry about that. I was like, no, you don't need to apologize. I understand how irritating it is when you buy something and you don't get it in the time you expected. And a lot of these are repeat customers, too. So I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm going to make this situation that's a problem work in your favor, as opposed to me just trying to be right so I don't have to do anything. Right. I go, I'm going to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to err on the side of generosity with good customers. And then that way you're actually going to have a positive, you're going to have a positive mind look of this or, or, or outlook of this situation as opposed to, man, I don't want to order from him again because that was a real hassle last time. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that's when it really pays off again. We, I think we've talked about this many times. You know, people are always trying to chase and build up their customers, get more customers, get more customers. And again, it really pays to really focus on that 20% of your business, you know, instead of trying to chase and get a new set of 80% of people, whatever. And if you really focus on that 20% that's already been loyal to you, these are the people that are going to keep you in business. And you know, when people look at that number, like, well, just 20%, you don't understand this, that those 20%, look at the lifetime of that, of that customer. And what oh, they yeah. spent with you. That's what yeah. you need to do. Like a lot of times when it comes to being an entrepreneur, people really don't sit down and look at the numbers and the numbers never lie. Okay. That's where the truth lies right there. It's not about what you perceive, what you think and what you want, what you project. You know, none of that matters. At the end of the day, it comes down to the numbers. Just like when it comes down to pay your taxes every year for your business, it's not about what you believe you should have paid for taxes. No, it's like the IRS, like, now here are the numbers we have. <laughs> so <laughs> that being said, and according to this tax rate, this is the number you need to pay. It's my, whether you believe it's fair or not, it is what it is. If you think it's unfair, you know, well then deal with it with your vote. <laughs> you know, but other than that, as of right now, unless you want to get this penalty or even worse, you know, get the Wesley Snipes treatment or the Willie Nelson treatment. So you're going to pay these taxes because, you know, the numbers are not lying right now. And if the numbers lie. Well, it wasn't even the numbers. It was whoever your accountant was. Somebody met, or it might have been you being a cheap ass trying to do your taxes yourself. <laughs> At some point, especially if you're starting to grow, you need to stop the whole TurboTax thing. Let it go. Get you a real CPA. 
on that side note. So let a professional handle your, your numbers because they're going to know things about the tax code to actually help you save some money. So therefore, you can do a Trump and, and get like, oh, I only owe, I made millions, but I only had to pay 750 bucks. You know, so you want that, you want that in your life. So let, leave that to the professionals. But again, like I said, pivoting back right there, you want to just sit there, man, and focus on that, that 20% and give them the best experience ever because they're going to be loyal and they're going to be with you for a long time. And just, like I said, just go in, you find that customer. Okay. Here's John Smith, right? He just ordered another. Oh, he just ordered some more testosterone booster. You look up their name or whatever, and then you look up, okay, this dude has been buying stuff from you for the last freaking eight years, you know, faithfully. And usually, you know, people love patterns. They either, he's been buying it every month or he's been buying it, he stocks up every holiday right around the Black Friday sale that you do. You know, he's stocking up on that, like getting a year's worth of it. It's like, like clockwork was like, dude, when you look at that, like, okay, man, this dude's been doing this for like the last eight years. Let me, let me take care of him. You send him a little extra, like something. Him with a, something he didn't even expect. And you do that, man, like, dude, they're going to be raving fans. They're not going anywhere unless just, God forbid, something bad happens. You know, they lose their job or whatever, like a lot of people did. But guess what? They're not going to forget how you looked out for them and you were generous like that. And you actually recognize how valuable of a customer they are. So guess what? When things kind of get better and they get back on their feet, they're coming right back, man, most likely. Some way, somehow, even if they can't come right back, they're going to they're going to send a review. They're going to let people know about you. You know, they're going to do that. So they're going to pay it forward in a different way. But again, focus on those loyal customers that you already have. I don't care if it's just you just starting out. You got five and they've already purchased from you a couple of times. You just started. Hey, man, pay attention to that five. Yeah, I know you want to build your email list and all that, but make sure you're looking out for those fives because that five becomes 10, 10 becomes 20 and so on and so forth. And guess what? You didn't have to put in a lot of effort to get those numbers. They did the work for you. They're, they're your street team. They're the ones out there promoting for you because they love your product and they love the customer service and the experience, the interaction that they had with you because you're a real person. And a lot of people don't get that anymore when it comes to business, especially small businesses. They don't, they're not getting that real person feel anymore. Everything's so automated. No one's getting a great customer, a consistent great customer experience from these big corporations like Amazon, you can't get anybody on the phone over there. Or, like I said, or Walmart. We already know they have attitudes. You know, Target. All these places like these big corporations because, honestly, you're you're so passive. And a lot of times, you're kind of seen as this one-trick pony type transaction. Yeah, they know you may come back or whatever, but you may not. At least you may not come back to that location. So, do they really go beyond they're, you know, above and beyond to be that pleasant to you when they know they got millions of other customers coming through there, passing through each and every day, you know, so yeah, but when you're a small business, oh man, that's that one customer or whatever that's pitching a bitch about how shitty you are, which is customer service, that goes a long way. That That's the power of one. They can really hurt you, you know, oh, yeah. whereas one person complaining at Walmart screaming for the manager is really not going to really mess with Walmart's bottom line. At the end of no, the day, that's part of why they don't care. But I think exactly. I think to simplify to simplify the customer service experience. At the end of the day, customers just want to know that you actually care about them. And what I mean by that is, if problems happen, most people get it. Most people deal with problems all the time in their life. They get it. They they get that things go wrong and everything is not always going to be seamless. But what they want from you is. They want to know that you actually give a fuck about them and their satisfaction. And when you go out of your way to do something extra when things don't work out, you show that. It's, it's easy to say it, but it's harder to actually put your money where your mouth is and actually right. show it. 
And people really appreciate that. They go, man, I got the wrong order. I go, well, look, we're going to make sure you get the right one, and I'm going to throw in an extra of this just to, just to make up for the hassle. And people are like, man, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And it just shows. It's, it doesn't take a whole lot to show people that you actually care about them. And so that that's how you really build a business. And like you said, when someone buys a product from me and they have a question, you know, they're getting a response from me, the guy who formulated the fucking product, and it is going to deal with their customer service issues as well. So you're not going to – you deal with some other supplement company. You're not dealing with the formulators of the products. They have nothing to do with the customer service experience. They have other teams. And they may have customer service people that do a great job. But no one knows as much about the product as the person who formulated it. Right. So that's an extra asset when you're dealing with the business where you're dealing with the person who created it. And it helps you. It helps you as the the business owner and the one creating the product because you're getting feedback now. So you're like, okay, this is becoming a common theme. We need to talk to them about this or talk, you know, the manufacturer about this or I need to like make, take a look at this process when it comes to the product. Maybe I need to remove this and replace it with something that's a little bit more efficient and a little bit more friendly for the customers, you know, and, and something like that. That's what like when they're telling you stuff, man. You they're not necessarily just bitching and complaining they're giving you feedback yeah okay that and you yeah. need that because if you want to grow as a business you need to welcome that you need to suck it up cupcake there are going to be some people that are not going to like what you're doing you know but they really want to they really want to like it but they just can't lie to themselves you want that like please i want your honest feedback i want your constructive criticism you know so you want that stuff you know just like toughen up you know it's not a popularity contest but it is meaning you know you you're not going to be flawless at this, but you do want to be popular with that particular customer. You want to be the one when they think of, oh, when I, oh, I need, oh, my T levels are down or whatever. You want them to be, you want to be the one they first think of. You don't even want them thinking about another company at this point. So that's, that's what I mean by that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then you just have to delineate the difference between someone that has legitimate complaints versus someone that just wants to be an asshole. Because a lot of entrepreneurs follow the the mindset of the customer is always right, which I always think is a stupid saying. Because the customer is not always right. Sometimes the customer is a fucking dickhead. And I'm going to call the customer out for that, and I'm going to break the relationship I have with the customer by giving a nice refund and saying, best of luck to you. You know, I'll be very polite as I shut that door on the way out. Basically, it's the equivalent of having a customer in my office at home and then I say, okay, we're done. And by the way, get the fuck out of my office. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, which I've always wanted to say. I need to start having people over to the house and, and meet with them in my office so that when someone's an asshole, I can finally say, hey, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> That's all that is. So it's, a lot of people, a lot of people are just, they have this obsequious attitude with customers. They, they just bend over backwards to make the customer happy, even when they're being a total a-hole. There, there are times where customers are being very unreasonable and they're being hostile, and you don't have to tolerate that as an entrepreneur. You really don't. No. And then what you'll find out is that while you're bending over back for somebody who's already made up their mind that they're done with you or whatever, you're missing out on giving good quality customer service to someone else. That's, that's hey, they're happy with the product. Yeah. Or they're, they're a new customer and they're trying to understand and learn about it, but – you're over here dealing with this other person. And you're losing time, okay? You're losing you're losing potential dollars as well as another lifetime customer. Here's the thing: there's a turnover. There's gonna be some people that come in and out. Some will never return, whatever. But you know, there's always gonna be someone else. So don't, also don't get to, don't have that lack 
scarcity mindset. Like I have to keep all these customers, man. I can't lose anyone because that's how you're going to lose everyone at this point. Don't forget, oh, yeah. you're dealing with different personalities at all times, man. So there's just no way that you can sit there and morph and please everyone. There, in no. fact, like I said earlier, you don't want to. I want to weed people out. I want a particular type of person that I work with. I do that all the time. People always email me like, hey, I need to get my concealed carry, blah, blah, blah. They'll email me. And I'm like, hey, send me your phone number. And I say, and then, um, uh, let's, you know, I'll give you a call. Let me know when's a good time to contact you. And so we can try to get you set up. I'm doing that for a reason. I want to yeah. know what type of person I'm talking to, especially with something that is so, <laughs> I'm just going to say it, dangerous. Okay, I want to, I, I can get a feel for a person when I'm talking to them. You know, I can understand, like, there are certain people I'm not going to work with, when, especially when it comes to this field, when it comes to personal protection. There are some people, just even if they jokingly say certain things, you know, it's kind of like that whole thing when you go to the airport and they tell you not to even joke about, talk about a bomb or whatever else, you know, because you may think it's funny, but, mm, it's like, I don't know, bro. Should you really be saying that? So there might be people saying certain things like, yeah, I can't wait to get my concealed carry because I wish, you know, what would, because, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot a, I'll shoot any asshole that drives it, like come at me. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're done with this conversation. <laughs> like, I wish you the best, sir. <laughs> but, uh, I said, currently at this time, I am not taking any new clients. <laughs> so, and just leave it at that respectfully. Goodbye. Because I don't want to work with that person. Or, you know, like, yeah, I already know how to shoot, but I just need to do this because they say I have to. Well, that's also, that was the equivalent when I was in the fitness world where you have the one person like, yeah, I mean, I already eat pretty good. Okay, first of all, pretty well. Okay, but I already eat pretty good. And, you know, I mean, I was already working out. You know, I'm just trying to lose these last five pounds. But, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to do all this other stuff because, you know, I already know what to do with that. Uh, Okay, so what do you want with me? (laughs) You know, at this point, like you already have it figured out. So obviously you don't need me. That's how I see it. Yeah, 100 percent. So, so like I said, you you want to sit there and you want to still prospect and qualify people to, you know, first of all, you, you need to come up with the attitude like for anyone to even buy your product or even work with you as a service is a privilege for them. <laughs> OK, that's a privilege for them, because if you really put in the work. And I know that's controversial to hear for a lot of people. But if you've been putting in the work and you've been spending hours upon hours immersing yourself into this particular thing and learning it inside and out. So therefore, you can provide the best information, the best solutions and being taken on the role of the expert in that field. Then, yeah, it's a freaking privilege. You don't think they're like specialists as far as like, you know, doctors who are like special, whatever. Don't feel like, you know, it's a privilege for you to like come to them for this special thing that only they can pretty much help you with as opposed to your general practitioner who is pretty much a general practitioner. Another example of someone that's, you know, pretty much a doctor for every person, you know, but at the same time, but not any person, meaning, yeah, that's why they call general practitioners. But when it comes to specialized stuff, then they're ready to give a referral because it's beyond their, their realm of, you know, of knowledge. That's what you want to be. You want to be a specialist in whatever you do. You know, so, yeah, someone could go to Walmart and buy, I don't know, um, I'll keep using Walmart because it's just so general, you know, but they can go to Walmart and go down the supplement aisle and see like, oh, you know, men's health vitamins, blah, blah. And they read the ingredients and it has this, it has that, it has that. But it's very, you know, the dosage is very light in the ass because there's so many different ingredients in it. But you're just really trying to get your testosterone numbers back up. So why not go and get a product where 
you see the testimonies, you see this well-researched. Hell, all you got to do is look at the owner. You know, he's basically, he's his own guinea pig for this point. And he's like, okay, this person, does this person look, look and act the way I want to feel and, and, and look my damn self? Well, then let me go with them because who at Walmart looks like the epitome of male health that works there? Okay. <laughs> so let's just think about that for a second. So, so, I mean, you got people that are working, Working right there around that aisle, but they probably never bought one supplement in that store to save their life or probably even had one workout within the past six months. So my thing is you want to go with that specialist, man, because they're going to be they're going to really have an in-depth knowledge of the things that you're trying to do. And really, they want to see you succeed with their product, because if you succeed, they succeed. But so you'll be the same way if you're that entrepreneur and you have that business, you want to see your customers succeed. Because, again, it looks good on you. And it proves that you are truly the expert at what you do. You are the specialist. Therefore, it justifies whatever the hell you charge without complaint. So when someone goes, oh, like when someone calls me and I tell them how much it is to work with me to get their concealed carry, I'm like, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get, you know, a one-hour lesson before you take your test. You're going to, the the range fee is included and blah, blah, blah. And so I want to make sure that you're ready and you're good to go before you actually have to take the shooting portion uh, of the license to carry. And here's my price. I've, dude, in the last year, I've only had maybe actually just one person, one person actually go, wow, that much? I said, like, yep. And I didn't even say, I didn't try to justify or whatever. I don't have to because, hey, man, I have the reviews. They, they're right there. Okay. So I'm like, yep. That's what it is. I just told you what's all included with that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's a bit much. Uh, I, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a shop around. So, oh, you go ahead. Yes, I wish you the best. Meaning, don't come back. <laughs> so, so when you go and deal with some jackass or whatever, don't come calling me again. You know, back in the day, I would actually like when I was a strength and conditioning coach, I would sit there and, you know, this is how much it costs to be a member of my gym. Then, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna try so and so and see what they're doing. Okay, good. And then when they come back to me. Then the price would be different. They're like, wait a minute. Last time you told me it was this much. I said, yeah, that was last time, but you decided, you decided to go and kick tires and do some shopping. I said, meanwhile, the rates went up, you know, cause I got to factor in how much of my time you wasted, you know, what the entire time we were talking and you still, you already had your mind made up anyway that you want to go and do something cheaper, but then you realize the experience sucked and you didn't get the results you wanted. So yeah, this is how much it is right now. So. Everything else still stands. Here's the price. You know, either, you know, you sign up or you don't. And a lot of times they would do it because they realized, yeah, there's value in this. Even when he raised the price up on me, when I came back, it was justified because, yeah, I was being an asshole and I was being a cheap ass and I got what I paid for. Whereas now I know I'm going to get exactly, even at this price, I still, it's still, he's still not charging enough when you really think about it. So, and that's what you want to do. Even when you're charging, when you feel like you got a top tier product, you feel like, okay, this is a premium price. But at the same time, if you really factor in everything that you, like all the research and everything you put into it and really how much your time is worth, you'll realize, honestly, there probably will never be a time where you actually really charge what you're worth and what your product is worth. So, and that's a good problem to have, especially when the customer realizes that when they're looking like, Man, you really, you probably should charge more. Okay, let's start with you. <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll stop saying that with a heartbeat. But just think about that. Yeah, basically, I mean, you're positioning over prospecting is the way I always frame it. Most people are prospecting. They run their business the same way they try to pick up women. They just go around playing a numbers game. And 
prospect positioning is more you're creating a lot of value so that people come to you. So with my supplements, you don't just come to my website and it's a bunch of product pitches. Yeah, there's that, but there's also more content than you'll ever have time to go through for the next 10 years. Tons and tons of free content on everything related to how to increase testosterone naturally, how to optimize hormones, nutrition, vegan diet, whatever it is for free. So you can go out there and just, you can come to my website and just research a lot of stuff, take away some wins and not spend a dime. And that's right. why people are very cheap with I mean, now things are a little bit different. Now everyone understands the importance of free content. But when I first got into business in 2002, people did not give away a lot of free content. They didn't, if they, if they would, if they wanted to give away a free article, they would give it away on T Nation or a website where right. they get paid. So yeah, it's free for the customer, but the author is getting paid. Just having a bunch of free content on your website that you're, you're not making any money off of, not in the short run anyway, that was not something a lot of people did back then. But it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to go, let me put up a lot of information so that the information is selling the customer on why they should work with me. So I'm not wasting my time. I'm, I'm putting time in to create that content. But then that content is working with the customer over and over again while I'm busy doing other things. Right. So I think it's, it's it's one thing to say you have value. It's another thing to convey it, to show it, exactly. to prove it. And I've had people tell me that they've followed me for years before they bought anything. It took that long for something. Fortunately, it's not a lot of people who fall into that or I wouldn't have a business. Right. But there are people that they they take their time. They do their due diligence. They 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 need to do a ton of research before they feel comfortable, and that's what having all that free content is for. It's for that person. Yeah, I think um, I forgot where I heard it, and I may mess these numbers up. But basically, if you got like let's just say a hundred dollar product or whatever, it'll take that customer like ten interactions with you, ten t- like to be touched ten times. To my, not that way, but to be touched <laughs> ten times, you know, no, before it, they it actually would, buy something it from you. You only need one touch for me. If, if it's, <laughs> Yeah, one touch for me, and you're gonna buy everything I got. Mike's like, no, I'm a one and done type of guy, you know. (laughs) No, you meet me in person, you're gonna buy everything. That's gonna happen. (laughs) I won't even have to bring it up. You're gonna go, hey man, I'm gonna buy some stuff for you. Well, what do you want to buy? Everything, man. Everything you got. (laughs) All the things, man. All the things. So yeah, man. So yeah, so like for something that's around valued around about a hundred dollars, it's like you know ten interactions with you, whether it's email, whether that's content that you're providing on social media like Instagram or something like that with your Instagram stories or something like that. Then yeah. that's when they pull the trigger on that tenth, like around that tenth time. If it's a thousand dollar product, then usually about the hundredth time, you know, that's when they finally pull the trigger. That's why it's very important. Like even one of the things we did with this show, you know, we felt like you know it really wouldn't have legs until we did a hundred episodes. Right. A, not only that, because you've touched so many people at that point consistently, but also you've also, you've created this muscle yourself for putting out content. So by doing a hundred or whatever, and then pretty much like I said, you've got stuff there now. So even if you even took a break, you have enough content to keep people occupied if you need to take a couple couple weeks yeah. or whatever, you know, at that point. Well, I mean, when we first came out, we pumped out so much that we were doing, what, two and, like two and three episodes a week, you know, yeah. just boom, 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 to the point it got overwhelming to our listeners. They're like, man, I haven't even caught up yet. Y'all are like, you're on episode, you're on episode 60, man. I'm still trying to get to five, you know, because, you know, yeah. and it was a good, that was a good problem to have because it gave them time, you know, at, at the end of the day. And so, 
Yeah, man. And, but again, we've now learned pretty much our pace at this point. So right now this really works for the most part. Like, you know, doing bi-monthly, you know, every, every couple of weeks now, every two weeks doing an episode. And now people really get to sit down and, and take in the episodes as much and don't feel like, okay, I got to skip this one because now they're talking about this and I don't want to miss that. But I'm like, you notice the internet, you're not going to miss it. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's not milk. It doesn't have an expiration date on it. You know, even if they yeah, even if they what, took it, yeah, even if they took it down, we could actually create a space where we have those classic episodes, you know, and and do that. You know, which I just discovered that now that I I've now crossed over into the world of Apple. You know, after you know Black Friday or whatever, and I finally have like um a, a Mac. You know, so I'm looking at Apple Podcasts or whatever, especially when Apple Podcasts they did a major like overhaul about a, a couple years ago, even yeah. with how you sub- submit episodes to them or whatever, which was a big pain in the ass when we came back with this season two last year. And basically I had to resubmit damn near every, Oh, I did. I had to submit every previous episode for the last six years, man, because Apple's new rules that they had changed up or whatever. I had to go through and do them all before we came back on with the season two. Okay. So, and now I'm noticing that they don't like back in the day, they would put every episode up where now they don't. Now I think they only go back as far as let's just say 20, I believe 2016. So maybe four years or five years or whatever, you know, with these episodes. And I noticed that with other podcasts as well. So, you know, instead of getting like, and I just noticed that a couple of days ago, cause I just want to see what the show looked like from Apple Podcasts directly, like now. Right. And so I was like, okay. So instead of getting like, oh, these MFs, what, what the hell? Instead of getting pissed off, I'm like, okay, well, here's an opportunity that eventually we'll just take all those older episodes or whatever. Like these are the ones you had, like Robert Green and, you know, Daniel Cole and man, so many different people, like we first were coming out. You know, so now we can have those episodes and just provide those in a different space. Like, you know, whether we do it on, um, you know, on Patreon or just on our own platform. Because one thing I've noticed, you know, we're going to talk about just kind of the fallout or what happened with the Capitol. One thing I've noticed, man, is now more than ever is very important to have your own real estate in the digital realm and not depend on social media for your business. That's another thing I want to say to entrepreneurs. You know, don't get so caught up and feel like you got to have all these followers on Facebook and you got to have this this amount of likes on Instagram or whatever. Because a lot of times, you know, you're not even really going to get that many percentage-wise for the the life of your business, that many repeat customers from those spaces because you got to pay to play. You got to pay to get you know, get your ad or whatever to show up the amount of times you need to be consistent and get a decent amount of income, you know, from customers when you're using social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And it's not your space. They don't own, I mean, you don't own any of that. So they can decide, it's really up to them to decide how often they want to show whatever ad you have or whatever sponsored post you have, it's really up to them. Even when you pay a certain amount that they require, it still doesn't guarantee they're going to really give you, you know, the the amount of exposure that you really want and think that you're paying for. Um, and so with that being said, don't ever sleep on that email list because that's yours. That is yours. Well, that's I mean, yours. the important driver of my business is my email list, and it has been for 
probably since 2003. Yeah. For the old reasons that you brought up. And you do, you do something smart with social media I want to bring up too. I remember you and I were talking about an Instagram one time and you're going, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go through my followers and just start deleting some of them. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious because yeah. most people are, they'll delete people they follow. But they rarely go through the people that are following them and actually go, no, nah, I don't want this person following me. No, nah, not this person. But it's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quality I, control, I, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually do that sometimes myself. I go, I don't want just anyone following me. I want to set the tone that I want a certain kind of person. And also with social media, I don't I, – I'm here's, where, here's a big mistake people make with social media. They go in the network marketing mode. And here's what I mean by that. Network marketing mode is where – Let's say you meet someone at the bookstore and you're having this good conversation and you're thinking, oh, this is cool. I'm having a nice conversation with a stranger. It's organic. And then 20 minutes into it, they go into the real reason why they're talking to you, which is some network marketing bullshit. They're like, hey, man, you use soap? It's like, well, my company makes great soap. It's like, yeah, I'm not looking for another brand of soap. So lots of luck to you. I also use laundry detergent, but I'm not looking for your laundry detergent. Right. Okay. And then so they're basically they're coming at you under false pretenses. And it's once you realize that it's really irritating, it's infuriating, it pisses you off. Now, people make a similar mistake on social media. They're constantly pitching people. They go, hey, follow me. We can interact and all that. And then all you're getting is one pitch after another. Every time you look at your feed, it's, Here's a video blog on why you should buy some shit. Here's a, another one. And it's okay to do that from time to time. But what I try to do with my page is just have fun with it. And that should be obvious to anyone who's seen my latest sofa jumping clips. Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a fun guy. I'm a cool guy. Right. So when you come to my page, it's like you're coming over to my house. You're going to you're gonna be entertained. You're going to have some fun. You're going to hear different kind of my take on different things, my little video rants, content that I'm doing for the video show, content that we're doing. I just want to say one thing, Mike. I mean, hopping over the couch, that's all cool. But the moment you go sliding across the floor wearing a white T-shirt and no under and just your underwear and some socks, I'm blocking you, dude. I am unfollowing. I'm blocking your ass. Well, that's only going to be for my VIP list. All right? <laughs> now, I don't know. They're playing Bob Sager. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this dude. Mike's lost this shit. COVID <laughs> needs to be over because Mike needs to get the fuck out of the house now. He's lost this shit. You're giving me, you're giving me some good ideas here. I've already come up. <laughs> now, here's, now, here's a couple salient points, though. One, I don't wear tidy whities because one, they don't, <laughs> they don't look good and they're bad for your balls. And I'm all about testosterone <laughs> levels. I wear me undies, so they're super comfortable. So, if there's, so now there may be a me undies sofa jumping clip in the near. I'm just, just putting hey, that Just out. don't go swinging out in front of everybody, man. You know, we've got, we got high, I, hey man, this Mac is high definition. I don't need that in my life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, Bob, that Bob Seeger song in the background, that's, I gotta find a way to work that in. That's coming. Uh, probably gonna involve a skateboard, me on the plate. Oh man! <laughs> so I think I think with social media, it's it doesn't always have to be just you trying to be entertaining, but have some fun with it. Put out some good content. Put out causes you care about. Just make it a fun place to be. And then, yeah, put up a couple of pitches every once in a while. It's like, hey, I got this new product coming out. Hey, this, here's some of the results I'm getting with some of my people. That's all fine and good, too. Just don't make it every single day. It's like, all right, here's another pitch. Like, oh, here's one more thing for me to fucking buy. Nobody wants to see that. And I'll do you one better. And also, don't just follow people in your field just so you can go on their pages and pitch your shit whenever yeah. that person posts something. 
Yeah. Don't be a dick. I already told you. Hey, I've told y'all a million times. Sincere's two golden rules. Mind your business and don't be a dick. Okay, going on and spamming other people's posts to promote your products, you're being a dick and you're not minding your business because that's not your page. You weren't right. invited to go do that. So you're breaking the two golden, sincere's two golden rules, which will get you out of here. So don't do that. Don't do that. Don't sit there and look for an opportunity like, oh, let me go look. Oh, he's got all this amount of followers. Let me start following this guy. And then you interact with him back and forth and try to seem like, oh, okay. Okay, cool. We're in the same field. This dude's cool, blah, blah. Then as soon as you post something, here he comes. Oh, yeah. And also, oh, and by the way, and then, yeah, but, okay, you know what? Block. <laughs> there it is. You're blocked. Piss off. I'm done with you. You know, don't do that, man. It's like, it's just like somebody, look, always understand that your social media page is like, for the most part, you're renting a house because it's not really yours because it belongs to Facebook, Instagram, whoever it is. That's it's right. their property. Yet, you know, they're the landlord at this point. And instead of you paying rent, you, with cash, you pay with your data because that's what, that's what keeps these things, these companies going. But as with any landlord, like whenever you rent from someone, Long as you're occupying that space, you do have certain rights. It is yours for the most part, especially when it comes to other people who don't live there. So for you to sit there and go on someone's post just to promote your product or whatever else, that's just like somebody just coming in, opening your door at your house, and it's like, hey, I see you got a wife. I'm going to sleep with her too. Okay, first of all, <laughs> how did you get in here? Second of all, no, you're in my house. I'm, you're trespassing. It is not cool what's about to happen to you right now. You know, so you just can't do that. You just can't go rolling up in someone else's house and eating their food and putting your feet on their table and watching their TV, rubbing their dog, rubbing their wife and acting like it's yours whenever you feel like it didn't leave. And like, all right, I'm going back home now. You can't do that because that's what the equivalent of doing that is when you go on someone's post and you start spamming them with your BS. It's the same thing. So tell you what, you roll up in my house, touch my wife, rub my dog, and touch my remote and watch my TV, it's not going to end well. So fortunately, it's a different type of block going on with that. So don't be that guy. Don't be that troll. Don't remind me of a house guest you had one time where you came downstairs and he was drinking a protein shake with all the Watch your ESPN <laughs> on my couch. <laughs> With his balls damn near out in his fucking sleep shorts. You know? <laughs> I'm like, what do we, okay, first of all, I don't even get up there and watch TV. Okay? I'm like, you are comfortable as hell. What is going on? What is happening right now? Like, no. We're not doing that here. In the words of Black Panther, we do not do that here. <laughs> yeah, no one should be that comfortable in your house. All right? A guest. Especially when, especially when you've only been there for two days. This is your first time visiting. <laughs> Hell, Mike's visited my house on multiple occasions. I'm like, he never did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Some people are funny. But, yeah, yeah, that's you're right about it. Any social media, you're basically renting. That's a really good point. So think about that when you're, when you're posting pictures of your ass and your abs and <clears throat> you're putting pictures of, of you and your girlfriend, you're both in your underwear. Just keep in mind, that's not your place. You're renting. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why that's why I would only want to rent a brand new apartment place because I don't know how many butt cheeks have been on <laughs> right <laughs> you know? yeah same thing like with a house is like it's just like we we bought ours out our houses new construction because I don't know what went down I don't want to man when you buy a house that's already been lived in especially for a few years like you can only imagine what's going on in there you know, same thing, like you said, with apartments. It's like, man, is that 
supposed to be the color white? Is that what <laughs> color is that wall really? <laughs> oh, that's not paint, is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so obviously they didn't paint over that. Mm, yeah. So mm-mm. I like things to be fresh and new. I like to be the first. So the next person, they can they can have those questions and those conversations with themselves. <laughs> they can ask. Like, I wonder what went on in this house and in this room. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> or do you? So, yeah. Sometimes it pays to be first, man. I'm, I'm still I'm still thinking about using that how to use that Bob Seger song. <laughs> you got the mind percolating now. It's like I got to come up with something really good too. I can't just post anything with that. So it's gonna, it's not going to be anything where I'm barely clothed. Okay, I'm putting that out there. That's not going to happen. But I'm going to come up with a clever way <laughs> to work that in. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about white privilege here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm inspired already. I'm inspired. Oh, I wish, I wish I used that song already for some of these clips. It would have been perfect. <laughs> I was like, see, Dukes of Hazard theme song, check. <laughs> Footloose, Kenny Loggins, check. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is like my mother in law's favorite song. That's the one thing about when you come from a foreign country, when you latch on to some type of American culture before you get here, it kind of just really help you, like with the language or whatever, and they just never let it go. Just like, oh, how'd you learn English? Oh, I was watching like video shows, I was watching like this TV show or whatever, and like, Footloose is like one of my favorite American songs. And like, man, to this day, I was like, really? That's the song you chose? That's your favorite song? Footloose. <laughs> Kenny Loggins. And then to hear it in the foreign language, you get to cut it loose, footloose, <laughs> kick off your Sunday shoes. <laughs> like, like, there's nothing like the Lebanese remix of Footloose, okay? <laughs> yeah, I need to find a version of that with an Indian accent, and if there oh, isn't man. one, I'll create your, your it. Your interpolation of Tupac with your mom's voice is the best. That is classic. <laughs> <laughs> every, every every Indian person I sing that song in front of, they die. They find it really amusing. It's not a lot. Of, I don't know a lot of Indian folks. <laughs> you know, they don't realize I'm Indian, so it's not like I'm welcome in that community with open right. arms. But so speaking in an accent, at first they're offended, like, how dare this guy? Like, wait a minute. Oh, oh. He's <laughs> one of us. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm too good looking and tall. It threw you off, but <laughs> it's like I actually have a good physique too. So I mean, there's three things that are really confusing you right there. <laughs> yeah, man. But this whole raid on the Capitol weekend. I mean, we don't have to. We can talk about the severity of it too. But the first thing that comes to mind is, well. <laughs> If, if you guys didn't believe in white ass privilege before this, right? You definitely should now. And if you still don't, you're I, I don't know what you're to lost tell you. cause. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because man, if it was any other demographic of people that that raided the, the castle the way those people did, <laughs> Olympus has fallen. <laughs> it would have been a much different news report. I can tell oh, you. Oh yes, of course. You know, they, trust me, the, the invaders would not be taking selfies with the Capitol Police. First of all, <laughs> like no, there was the only the only pictures that would have been taken would have been like of uh, the crime scene, you know, the bodies on the ground with the tape wrapped around them, you know. Right. So 
it definitely would have been different. Somebody, not just people that look like me. It could have been anyone. It could have been gay, straight, Muslim, whatever. Anyone but those dudes, those idiots <laughs> that were there. I mean, really, you're sitting there in the, the Speaker of the House's chair taking a selfie? Like, come on, man. Somebody, if that's not privileged, you're doing this wide open with your face showing. You know, right. even like, look, first of all, let's talk about, uh, Mike, let's talk about the best privilege of all. <laughs> let's talk about Buffalo Hat Boy, you know, <laughs> with the painted face. So yeah. at the time that we we're recording this, this dude has been in jail for about a week now when they finally caught him. Everyone knows who this dude is because, you know, the news made him famous. He's AP. Everybody's taken has been posting this picture around, you know, the news and the Internet, and whatever. The dude with the buffalo hat on with the painted face. All right. So this dude, he's from Arizona. He they pick him up. They lock him up. And, you know, for invading the Capitol, you know, for being part of all that madness. This dude at the time has not eaten since they picked him up because the jail does not have organic food. So he's pretty much on a hunger strike because they don't have organic food at jail, at the jail that he's locked up in. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you white privilege, <laughs> <laughs> but personally from sincere, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you. What a fucking dumbass! It's like, dude, you're in jail. The only thing organic you're going to get is how Adebisi is going to be treating you tonight, you know, in cell block six. You're going to get some more. You're going to get some. You're going to get the vitamin D you've been wishing for, bro. Okay. You could have an, an, an organic insertion. Right. It <laughs> hasn't happened already. Come on. You're going to get your yeah. own 100 USDA grade A suppository. Okay. To help you get through the pain of being locked up. You know, so. very, very efficient transanal delivery. It's going to happen very soon. Yeah, just the fact that you even think organic food is an option in the criminal justice system. The fact that you even think that's a request you can make. Right. That's it that all. That's, you that can't even do all. that. You can't even do that in federal prison, bro. <laughs> so, so no, yeah. You can't that's, even do that. You can't even do that as at Carl's Jr. as a free man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Into my nothing screams I eat at Hardy's and Carl's Jr. than the people that we saw invading the Capitol. We're okay. gonna be out of In and Out Burger real fast with that. <laughs> oh yeah, he's about to. Oh, he's about to experience In and Out Burger. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so my yeah, it's about to be In and Out, and he, he already has the buns included, everything. So yeah, at the end of the day, that was like the and the fact that they the news has the nerve to call that an insurrection is right. like laughable. Right. I'm like. I know there were people in the Middle East. They're like, what is this amateur bullshit? Somebody, somebody, they've done, they've done real, they've done 10% of an insurrection just with, to my sandals, rocks, to my, and a whole lot of screaming. Okay. And they've gotten their point across. I said, these dudes, this basically looked like the Penn State winning a national championship. Because if you pull up any video, this is what it looks like. In fact, I'll even, I can even say that even when Penn State the, the students of Penn State won the national championship or whatever, and they rioted or whatever, or quote unquote, celebrated in the streets. Even when they did that, at least some things got burned up, cars, whatever else. That was an insurrection. And that was just because they actually won a sports game. They didn't even lose. Or have you ever seen in the UK, have you ever seen like Ireland or any of those teams lose a soccer match and the whole stadium goes ballistic and they're like, it's like, it's like a scene from Braveheart. 
Yeah, that's what insurrection looks like. Those idiots you saw in the Capitol, nah. Those were a bunch of belly aching babies who didn't get their way, and they were screaming for attention, and they got it. But the thing is, now they got the attention they didn't bet on. You know, it's like the majority of them are now on no-fly lists, and most of them couldn't even fly back home after they did their little invasion. So, oh, and by the way, the fact that you can fly to go have it, to go cause a quote-unquote insurrection and then fly back home once you're done, privilege. So much privilege. I'm like, come on, man. Can you just imagine? Come on, dude. Yeah, that was uh, so many people were afraid, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, you can, because let's just say they they really had done some maximum damage for the reason that they were claiming they were doing it because they said, oh, the election was stolen, yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, they weren't being treated fairly. You do understand that's how this whole country started, right? Because there was that pretty much with these founding fathers behaving in the same manner before they got together and started coming up with the Bill of Rights and all that. Talking about the whole Revolutionary War, all that kicked off because some citizens got pissed off with the way England was doing things, and they were like, oh, F that. And they were the ones that were called, you know, the 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 idiots, the, the, the terrorists, and yada, yada, yada. But yet, here we are, 270-some-odd years, 80-some-odd years later, and they, those those dudes are celebrated back then. So I don't know. There may be some idiots now, 200 years from now, celebrating those fools that we saw last week. <laughs> but as of right now, they're those fools from last week. That's how, that's how we see them. So it, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's hilarious. It's like, honestly, and it's funny because people like to say things are so ghetto. Nothing is more ghetto at the moment than our country. And I said it right now. This is so ghetto here. You know, but hey, if things go right, I mean, just like we see with any ghetto, you know, under the right people, you can gentrify a ghetto and then make it, you know, prime real estate. So hopefully we can gentrify this damn country and and make it prime real estate again. But right now, the property value is low as hell. (laughs) It's almost Section 8 housing right now. Okay. Yeah, but it's Funny, it's funny. Well, like I've told you that I've had these arguments about not, not even arguments because I don't waste my time getting the arguments with strangers at the park. But every once right. in a while, people bring up stuff like white privilege, especially during the whole Black Lives Matters thing, because now it's, it's, it's funny how white how defensive many white people get when black people talk about oppression and fighting for their rights. It's like, why are you getting defensive of people fighting for what they deserve, what everyone deserves? Right. But anyway, right. that point aside. <clears throat> when people say white privilege, like, oh, white privilege, well, I don't get this, I don't get that. I was like, no, 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 you don't get the point is what's going on here. And then in the same sentence, one person said, I was driving down Seven Hills, and this police officer pulled me over, and I rolled down my window. I go, hey, what the hell are you pulling me over for? And I go, boom, that's white fucking privilege right there, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> to my, to my now, until we reverse it, if you were anyone else and you said that, it'd be like, boom, and <laughs> yeah. that, that's it. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I go, I go, even someone who looks like me, you no know, non-white, if I, and then also someone intimidating or very intimidating, depending on who it is. You really think that if I roll down my window and use that kind of hostility towards a police officer, that it would go smooth? I don't right. think so. I wouldn't even be here right now talking. You know, one of the things I always I used to say, man, and no one, and it's funny how some people don't look at it from this point of view. I don't even go so much even with the white privilege. I'm like, do you know, I said, do you ever stop and thought why 
They don't like if it, it's just say uh, an asshole cop. Okay, right. we always clear that up. Like we we somebody, hey, some of our best friends are cops. <laughs> so <laughs> so, but yeah. when there's an asshole cop, you ever wonder like why you know if you're a white guy, whatever. In a lot of situations, even like a more well-to-do neighborhood, you ever wonder why they don't feel afraid and have to sit there and I mean, you can talk smack to them and they don't feel intimidated. They don't feel like they have to jack you up or whatever else, or they're not being as hostile to you. I said, like, honestly, you should feel insulted. And I've, I've had friends like, why you say that? I said, because they think that you're so freaking weak that you're not a threat to them. Even when you're being belligerent and going off, they're already thinking like, I'm not afraid of you. There's nothing about you that that even makes. In fact, this is comical at best that you're going off. You're being a complete idiot. They're not intimidated by you. You you don't have a, a presence that they feel like you're their equal or even someone that that could actually harm them. Right. Said, so this says a lot about you. Right. Said, so think about that. It's a little insulting. So and it's funny because anytime I brought that up to a friend, they were like, "Damn, I never thought about that." I mean, I said, not that you'd actually want him to want to whoop your ass because he's afraid of you, you know, or intimidated by you. But just think about the fact that most likely they're not afraid of you. Rarely will they ever, even when you're going off and screaming in the face and pointing fingers and all this other stuff. Right. They're, they're not worried about it. I mean, look at what happened at the Capitol. Look at all those idiots, you know, and they were wilding. They were going crazy, man. Screaming yeah. and jumping and getting up in the cop's face. And I mean, yeah. yeah, there was some of them that actually chased cops down and there was some that actually harmed some of the, you know, some of the cops. Right. But for the most part, most of those cops were not worried. They were having conversations with them. They were taking selfies with them. They were just rolling with it, bro. So yeah. they're yeah. not, they were not afraid of, it was thousands of people there and those, and they were, those cops were outnumbered, but they weren't even worried whatsoever. I've seen them where, Securities had or, or law enforcement has been just with one person and 10, 12 people, uh, you know, their brothers and sisters are showing up <laughs> for one person and something happens. They were afraid for their life. So, again, you got to ask yourself, like, damn, dude, what is it about me that is not intimidating? Even when I'm being a big dick and I'm not sitting here, you know, you're trying to get your point across to make him stand down. He's like, well, I don't have to stand down. I'm not even doing anything. I'm not even worried about you, man. You just need to calm down. You know, so my thing is like that that says a lot. That says a lot right there. And also on the flip side of that, a lot of times people are bought into the bullshit that's put out in the news and the media about a certain group of people, not just people who look like me, but all various groups of people who are supposed to be a certain way whenever you encounter them. And that happens even when you come from other countries. You've been programmed to think like, oh, if you ever encounter this group of people, this is how they are, all of them. <laughs> you know, as a collective. But at the same time, people here are trained through the media and, and everywhere else that even when a certain group of foreign people come to this country, that that group of foreign people are a certain way as well. So you should look at them that way. It's crazy how that works. We're all thinking that we're so different, but we're all in the same boat, thinking the same shit, being taught by the same people and the same companies and corporations. You know, and guess who benefits from that? All these big corporations, they they benefit off of all of us bickering with each other, being mad at each other, thinking, you know, thinking that we're different and being divided and all this other stuff. When at the end of the day, we're really not. We're all fighting against the same big machine for the most part. What are you even thinking about it? 
And we all want the same thing. Everybody wants to be happy, be left alone, be healthy, want their their their, their family to be good. Yeah. They just they just want to be left alone. And so look at that. We all share the same things. If we actually sat down and thought about it. And that's a problem because when a group of us, no matter what culture or ethnicity or whatever you are, when you start realizing that we have far more similarities than differences, that becomes a problem to those that want to cause problems amongst all of us. There's where the issue lies. And so I would implore everyone to stop watching the news at this point because you're going to see the same videos and pictures over and over and over and over and over again for what happened at the Capitol and going forward. And that is done for a reason. That is done for a reason. Because we've all forgotten where we stand as far as where the real power lies in this country. And that's with the people. So if that's the case, then, you know, those in charge can't do all the things they're doing behind closed doors and in our faces anymore. Once we realize we see their bullshit. And lately, the last few years, we've all, no matter what side you sit on, are starting to realize, like, wait a minute, man. (laughs) Here's the real problem that's going on, especially with this country. And that was becoming a problem for those that were in control. So, again, when you turn off the noise and actually go out and talk to people, you'll realize we're not as divided as they try to portray us to be. You know, there's a lot of people, no matter how you look, that saw those fools at the Capitol and all agree that they're idiots. (laughs) So I don't care who you are. They're even the most conservative people like, nah, bro, that's not how we're doing this. What are you doing? Right. (laughs) right. Definitely. And that's that's every conversation I've had for the most part has been almost 100 percent in line with that. There's been a few idiots that weren't. And those some of those people are people I used to do business with. And I say the word used <laughs> because or used to because I'm not going to do business. Once I realize someone's harboring certain things, I, I don't want that person anywhere near me. Because right. <laughs> I was thinking about what are they talking about at home? Exactly. Talking this boldly right in front of me. What the fuck are you talking about at home? I don't even want to know. And I don't care to know. You can talk about whatever you want at home. You're just not going to get any business from me. That's all. Right. Because, you know, doing business with them is basically you're, you're supporting that, I'm <laughs> that way, that viewpoint that you disagree with. Then you got to ask yourself, do I really disagree with it? Because I'm still doing business with this dude, you know, or this lady, you know, like, where do I stand? Yeah. So. Exactly. And yeah, actually, like, it's funny, what you said about the news is funny because one of my New Year's res- I don't I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but one of the things I thought about for the new year is, you know what, I'm not going to watch the news at all anymore because not that I watched it a whole lot in the past, but I would have it on in the background when I'm making my morning coffee, getting my shake going. And then sometimes it was on in the background when I'm answering emails. But I don't even want that. There's nah. there's better things to have on in the background. I could have some really good music on in the background. That's what I do, bro. I could have something motivational. I could have a Les Brown lecture on in the background, yeah. you know, something that's impactful. I could go outside and get some sunshine and drink my cup of coffee. And that's what I've been doing. Now, I did break my news fast when all this shit happened because I had a few people on social media send me some stuff. And I go, I, at first I thought it was Photoshop. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I look. <laughs> like, well, some of these fools aren't climbing the wall. Like, what? Come on, look at that fat dude. Like, how the hell is he climbing? that wall and you realize that fat motherfucker got on that wall whoa (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy how a little motivation can change some things (laughs) you know the funniest thing about people climbing the walls is it reminded me of superman 2 remember superman 2 (laughs) where the three villains go blasting through everything and then lex luther walks in he's like god don't don't these fucking idiots ever open a door (laughs) you know (laughs) that's what i think of too when i saw those people i was like you guys realize you could have gone up the stairs i mean (laughs) Like yeah, I was like, and then like the dudes they got um got on the the scalp um the little scaffolding thing that they use to wash the windows. 
I was looking like, really? That's what you're doing? You know, you just go inside and go to that room. You don't have to get on the scaffolding thing. You don't have to sit there and wheel yourself up to the third, fourth floor <laughs> and take a chance on falling. I'm just like, I said, see, this is what, this is why there are amateurs right now. Okay. This is why, okay. This, these are idiots. These are idiots. The biggest problem I had with all this is the fact that I'm sure the majority of those folks there can still produce, meaning they have children. <laughs> so that means there's going to be a whole generation of idiots <laughs> to, to carry on the legacy of the buffoonery. That is the problem. <laughs> so, <clears throat> no, so I mean, my, I'm, I'm with you on the news, though. It's and I, I, I cut it off a long time ago, man. I'm just like, cause I, I mean, dude, I went to school for like in communication. I understood this. I understand what's going on, and I try to explain to people, oh, it's not like that. I'm like, okay, definitely, where have you been for the last, I, I wouldn't even say four years, but let's just go ahead and say the last 16 years, and just how the news cycle has conditioned you to think a certain way without you even thinking about it, even how you choose as a candidate, even how you choose, like, who does what, and if they vote this way or if they drive this or any of that stuff. Like, right. oh, you're driving a Hummer. You don't care about the environment. Fuck out of here. You're driving a car, period. You don't care about the environment. Well, it's electric. I'm like, yeah, you do realize they got to still take resources out of the earth for that battery, right? You know, lithium, nickel, cobalt. Oh, there's a cobalt shortage, by the way. And now it's about to be a nickel shortage with all these electric cars coming out. And they're not even out. They're not even popular yet. They're not even in mass. Okay. And there's already a shortage in the very materials that keep those electric cars going. Whereas you didn't have that shortage happening with cars that ran off fossil fuels for like almost a century. So I'm like, okay, but you, you're all about the environment. So I'm like, no, calm down with all that. You're, you're just repeating what you're being told by your favorite channel, by your favorite master and person controlling your mind, you know, at the end of the day. But when you turn all that stuff off and you turn off all the noise and get into your own head and you actually take time to like actually think and actually ask questions instead of always trying to come up with an answer, then you'll see the world through a different perspective. It's like just, yeah, man. That's why I always say, like, especially when you take, like, walks or runs or whatever, I would say take a meditative walk or meditative run, meaning don't don't take your phone or at least don't have it on. Don't listen to any music. Just take everything else. Take it in the environment. Take it all in. And you'll see how those runs and those walks are a lot different. And you'll see how your mind will come back refreshed and a lot different as well because it hasn't been conditioned a certain way, even with the music. I love my music or whatever, but there's certain music I do to change a mood. Okay, so so I'm I'm doing my own type of neuro, you know, linguistic programming, neuro programming, whatever, by myself without having to have some guru do it. Because and I do that on purpose. Then sometimes I just want silence. I'll just let nature do the programming for me. Which that should be our main programming in the first place. We'll be a lot better off, in my opinion. See, I did that. In my opinion, that means it's not law. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, man, I think. Uh... I think that's a handful of information right there. Oh, yeah. So one, one last thing. We haven't talked about this in a while, but, of course, since I hopped on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, folks. Hop over and give us a review. You know, rate us, review us, share us, all that good stuff, you know, as we're going into this new year. And, you know, in the words of Matthew McConaughey, you know, we've got to get those numbers up, man. <laughs> so definitely let's do that so we can get you know, expose the show to more people. You know, this yeah, no, and no, and no complaining about lack of guests every week either, because we've had hundreds of great guests on the show. And we're going to get more. 
but we also have a lot of stuff to say ourselves. So we're just, it's not going to be like the good old days where we have high-level guests every single time. We've already done that. We've already had high-level guests for many years, and we're going to get more. That's just going to happen, but we're also going to have a lot to say as well. Yeah, and and keep in mind, if you truly are a fan of the show and you have been listening for a while, you always knew that that was the foundation of the show in the first place. You know, was the you know basically we both have a lot to say. We never have a shortage of things to talk about, and basically, you know, we bring a lot of experience to the table, and that's what this show was about. We had a lot of great conversations. Those high level guests weren't part of those great conversations we had before this show. It was the conversations that Mike and I had that actually motivated us to do this show. It's like, hey, let's share these conversations with other folks. They'll make a great podcast. And now here we are. We got back to the basics. At the end of the day, whether it's training, business, whatever, the real success lies in the foundation, getting to the basics, not for the, the glamour, the glitz, and all the little shiny things that come along afterwards. And, hey, we just got back to our roots, you know, once we came back with, with season two. So, and even with the guests we bring back, or the ones we get it's for a totally different reason now than than before like now these people are going to be very relevant to the things we were already talking about anyway and and it's going to be more of a a variety of guests at that it's not going to just be a majority being in a certain sector each time you know those days are done it's like hey you want to see more health and fitness stuff or whatever like that damn you know you want to hear those conversations you should be subscribing to Mike's YouTube channel, you know, and checking out his show that he's doing on the side, you know, just, but when he's bringing some of those folks over there, don't oh, come on. Don't say like, Oh, you should also, Oh, y'all should bring him on the LA, LLA show too. Why? He just talked to him. Yeah. Were, you, were you not listening? <laughs> they just had a great conversation over there. Like, well, I mean, damn, what more do you want? <laughs> okay. Jeez. So there's, there's a lot out there in this world, man. And that, I feel like we all should be exposed to, and there's a lot of information. There's a lot of experiences out there that, you know, they, they deserve a platform. And yeah. that was the, the original intention of this show. And not just to get the same five to 10 people to come back over and over and over again, pretty much talk about the same things. Now there are a few guests that we can have every time they come on, they're going to be just dropping new gems every time you need to break out your pad and pen. And you, you can understand like it's going to be a shitload of information that can really benefit you. But there's, you know, there was quite a few. It was just like, okay, yeah, this was kind of going the way it went last time or whatever. And hey, y'all deserve better. Y'all yeah, deserve better. Exactly. We're, we're we good. deserve better. But, um, <laughs> but, I mean, like Christian Thibodeau, he's been on many times, and Christian's great. But here's the thing. I would always laugh when he would come on and drop all these gems, and then someone would say, oh, man, can't wait for him to come back. I go, you know how long it's going to take for you to utilize everything he just recommended? <laughs> right. So I haven't had a chance to utilize everything he recommended. And I've tried to. So forget, so forget, do we really, do you really need five more episodes of even more information that you're not going to use when you have one with so much information that it's going to take you all year to try all that stuff? Exactly. If you just do one, take one gem that he dropped and you implement that, dude, you're going to have the best freaking 2021 ever. (laughs) Just one thing, one thing. So. Sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I love training and I, and I don't research training that much anymore. It's not because I think I know everything. It's because uh, if I know that if I, if I have too many things in my mind, I'm going to try to utilize and integrate too many of those things. And then the whole thing becomes a mess and you got to simplify things, work on one little thing at a time. 
So you go, okay, I'm going to add bands to my deadlift. All right, well, I'm not going to add bands to my deadlift and then add chains the next time and then <laughs> right. different bands after that and then do this. Yeah, I've used, I'm going to, I'm going to pick one and focus on that for a little bit, get comfortable with it, get the benefits, and then I can add in some more things. <clears throat> but sometimes people try to take in so much variety that you don't get good at the basics. You just create this big mess. And you could take the same metaphor to a business too, where instead of applying a few things, and maybe it's not that exciting to apply these things, but they're very effective. You're trying to apply 20 different concepts and not one of them is utilized properly. And then you think, okay, these things don't work. It's like, no, they work. You just have to know how to do it judiciously. You do it one at a time, get it comfortable with it, get the benefits, then integrate more. Right. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta let it run, man. You gotta give it time, let it breathe, you know, and, and let it, you know, let it grow and see what it does. Don't just sit there and just like, ah, oh, that didn't work. Dude, you only been doing it for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that program for a week. It didn't work out for me. After a week? It's a 12 week program, bro. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> I mean, sometimes you try a program and you realize this is not a fit for me, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. And I won't right. say that it doesn't work. I just realized, you know what? I'm not going to bother commit to this for another 10 weeks and you move it or you modify or you move on, but right. I'm not going to put up a bad report for that program. So I mean, fuck that program. You don't want to try that. It didn't work for me when I know I only used it for a week. <laughs> so yeah, Look, man, even, man. even if you get testosterone shots, right? TRT, you, you're not going to get the benefits after a week. Even that has to <laughs> take some time for your body to metabolize it and use it and for the levels to come up to a place where you notice it. And, and that's a pretty acute form of treatment. Even right. that's a little bit. It's not something where you just get a shot on Monday and you're like, oh man, I feel like a million bucks. I'm going to crush it. <laughs> Now you may feel like a hundred bucks, maybe a thousand bucks. Yeah, you're probably going to feel better. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of actualizing the real benefits of a protocol, that's going to take some time. Yep. So yeah, that being said, again, folks, like I said, keep that support coming, and you know, keep those reviews coming. We appreciate that. Um, appreciate the folks that started reviews this year, even though we haven't asked for reviews in a minute. So I was like, oh, this is a good time to start. So why not? But um, let's do that so we can, you know get exposure to some new folks out there and um other than that man that that's that works for me i'm done yeah i'm done too i'm all talked out (laughs) exactly so we'll catch you folks on the next episode take care everybody take care everyone that wraps up this week's live life aggressively show be sure to head over to mikemahler.com and newwarriortraining.com use the coupon code lla12 and receive 12 percent off of your total purchase at either of those websites also for more personal protection tips make sure you head over to newwarriordefense.com support the production of the live life aggressively show by heading over to patreon.com and becoming a patron Simply go to patreon.com slash LLA podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon only access to our brand new show Afterlife, which is a brand new behind the scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media, on Facebook, as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.